Welcome to the Late Night Race Review. Max gets Red Bull Horner as he takes yet another title. Toto gets Spanish GP flashback as Mercedes clash again. And it's all going well at McLaren, but is Lando ever going to get his first win in F1? It's the Qatar GP. We wrap it up with a look at our fantasy league and our predictions game, as always. Don't forget to support the podcast by hitting those like, follow and subscribe buttons. Welcome to the Late Night Race Review. I am Owen Scott, and with me as always is Isidro Consalves and Dave Jericho. I did the other way around today for some reason. I don't know why I did that. Yeah, well, Isidro jumped in on the fucking mic <laughs> test as well, so it makes no difference. Yeah, Apologies, everyone keep Dave. me to the back of the pile. <laughs> he, he threw me all asunder by doing that. Apologies. Um, well, anyway, it's win number 49 for Max Verstappen, and one that takes him to his third title in a row. And as Max and Red Bull get a well-deserved head start on the 2024 season, we can take a look at the best of the rest for the 2023 season. It's finally beginning. Uh, Dave, we can't really start anywhere else today. It's got to be Max Verstappen. And he was back in Netflix and chill mode uh, on, on the racetrack today. Um, it was very, very comfortable for him sewing up the uh, the title. I, although it wasn't quite comfortable yesterday, um, he did it quite comfortably this weekend, didn't he? Um, yeah, look, I mean, it was, it, we all knew it was coming. Um, I just thought it was a bit of a, like, it was a bit under, underwhelming or something, wasn't it? Like, I mean, he mm. won the world championship and it was kind of like it was done on the sprint race day. So it was kind of forgotten about. And then we were kind of into the Grand Prix then today. And it was kind of like, oh yeah, he's world champion. Like, it's like, I don't know, just kind of came and went. Like, I suppose we all knew it. Like, we'd all kind of come to terms with it. Like, you know, it's yeah. like, uh. Someone's granddad dying in a long, long-winded oh, death, and we're all like, "Yeah, it's all right. We saw it coming." Like, <laughs> that's a terrible way to explain it, but it's actually it like it's actually perfect. Bus, like. <laughs> oh god, um, yeah, that is actually a perfect way to describe it. In fairness, it was very un- underwhelming, wasn't it? Yeah, but hang on, before we get into, I, I'm going to jump around here before we get into that what that. did everyone actually make of the race today because of this 18 laps uh that they only gave for the tires uh did anyone else feel like it there was there was a lot going on it was exciting there was like there was overtakes and there was like some good racing and stuff like that but hmm. did anyone else feel, it felt almost artificial or something like that it was almost forced because you knew when the pit stops were coming you knew like people out of position were you know they couldn't go any longer it wasn't like you know say like George Russell when he was, or even Al- Albon who was leading the race or George Russell in second and you're kind of looking at going, oh, he might be able to stretch this stint out and he might be able to go a bit longer. It was unpredictable. You're like, no, he's got exactly four laps to go on those tires and we know exactly what lap he's going to come in on and he's got another 18 laps to try and make his way up through the field again. Mm. I was just like, it was weird or something like that. I just couldn't really get in. I, I know, well, I know they had to do it, but I, I just, yeah, I couldn't get into it really. But for those who do, who don't know, explain exactly why they had to do that. Uh, so I don't like I don't know the exact reasons. Well, like it was obviously a safety concern for the tires. They thought that after sort of eighteen laps, that was anything after that, it, there was going to be a risk of the tires having blowouts and stuff like that. Uh, I'm not sure whether that was a combination of the heat, the new surface on the because it's a new laid surface on the track as well. Um, so I don't know it was a combination of all uh, you know a few different factors that raised the safety concerns, um, and maybe that they were raised after the sprint race uh, that when they started seeing the wear and stuff of the tires. Um, but yeah, like if it had to be done, it was a you know it was the only thing that could be done at short notice. But I, yeah, for me, I just thought as much as the race itself was sort of exciting, you know, there was exciting kind of racing going on. In terms of the standings and where people fin, it just—I don't know—it just—it was weird. It was just like artificial or something like that. I didn't enjoy it at all. Mm. Um, uh, surely they—they they should not. Should they not leave that up to the teams and the drivers to decide when tires are are losing their life completely? And no, I think this came such a. This was so. This was unexpected. I think so. Like I said, I think they examined the tires when Pirelli get the tires back after a race or qualifying or whatever, and they get to examine the wear of the tires. They can kind of make a judgment call, uh, okay. and then they would have seen that well, those tires were going off a lot quicker 
um, than they had ever expected. So if you left it up to the teams, of course, the teams are obviously going to push it as far as they can. And I mean, you leave it up to the drivers, they'll go even further again. I mean, you only have to look at Lewis Hamilton and Sebastian Vettel for, mm. you know, examples of people, your drivers doing something like that. Um, so yeah, they, they couldn't, they had to, Pirelli had to cover their own arse as well, that they're not open to some sort of bizarre law lawsuit because they fielded a set of, you know, tires that were going to blow up every five seconds. If drivers went 19 laps, like, you know, mm. um, yeah, it, it had to be done. I just thought it was weird. I was just wondering what you got. Did you just find it a bit artificial or did you just enjoy the race? Uh, Cedro, go on, you, you take it. I think like I say, it was a bit artificial. So it's usually a race. We never know the strategy of each other's team. Um, but today, you kind of knew that when everyone was stopping. So there was not uh, really that surprise of someone doing uh, a long stint and just one stop. We knew that everyone had stopped three times. So that kind of takes the, the magic away. Mm. I, I don't feel in terms of uh, enjoyment of the race, I don't think it took anything away for, for me, to be honest. I, th I think the... the the action that happened in the race was probably better this weekend than than previous weeks. And that's why Owen Scott will not be joining us for the Austin <laughs> <laughs> Grand Prix preview. Uh, review. Um, anyway, um, yeah, let's let's actually talk about Max then, Dave. Um, fairly comfortable today, but there was a little bit of a challenge yesterday. E yeah, like the yeah, yeah. So yeah, he was put under pressure. The the McLarens are just looking fucking great. I know we're gonna talk about them later, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah, he, he was put under a bit of pressure. Like I mean, he was out of position and stuff like that. I um, had a poor start, got kind of swallowed up by a few cars. But um, yeah, I I I don't know. I think it was what we were like what we were talking about before. Like, would he take his foot off the gas when the world championship was done? And I know he needed. The points from the sprint race to confirm it but i just this this whole weekend i just felt that he wasn't on the on point the way he normally is um mm. the sprint race yeah like whatever you know i, I think that kind of you know take it or leave what what happened there but even just the race today i found uh he was yeah like i mean he only finished what he finished six or seven seconds i think it was in the end ahead of piastri was it Actually, yeah. it was actually four and a half seconds or 4.8 seconds, yeah. whatever, uh, ahead of Piastri. And I'll be honest, that just says to me, like, he just, he knew he'd won it. He was able to just kind of cruise around the heat that was there. I think he just, yeah. he didn't want to be, like, everyone else, as um, <coughs> excuse me, as Oscar Piastri said, like, they were putting in basically 57 qualifying laps um, because of the 18-lap kind of mandatory pit stops. Uh, it just everyone was able to go full gangbusters for the rest of the fucking race, but yeah. um, yeah, I think for Max Verstappen though, because he was so far ahead, or you know the car that he had, I don't think he had to put in as much effort. Mm -hmm. So I think yeah, I think he just kind of took his foot off the gas a bit. Um, yeah, it was just a meh. Yeah, it was like a meh way of announcing your world, third world title for some reason. It was just yeah, just non-event for me. I think he's just so good now that he doesn't have to announce his world title. He's just like, nah, this is nothing to me now. It really yeah. isn't anything. If we get to Austin, he goes, oh, by the way, lads, remember last weekend I won the world championship? And you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he had a he had a pit stop uh, spare to like pull in and do his income tax reports, and then he got back out again, and that's what that 4.8 seconds was. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so Isidro, is there is there a glimmer of hope for the 2024 season, or are we just going to see uh, a rinse and repeat of of this year again? Is Max going to be streaks ahead, or with that McLaren little flicker of hope, uh, do you think we'll get something a little bit different? I think it'll be different. McLaren, we can see that when McLaren's at their best, the the Red Bulls they kind of suffer a little bit. I don't know if Max just feels the pressure of having the McLarens on their tail. So if McLaren keep the the rocket ship as they have at the moment, I think we'll have a, a more interesting 24 season. Mm. From tractor to rocket ship. Um, Dave, Sergio Perez, speaking of tractors, um, polar opposite weekend to, to Max. He, I, I, I don't know if there's a word bad enough to describe um, wh what he did this weekend. Uh, it's not looking good for Sergio, is it? It's a polar opposite season, never mind well, yeah. a polar opposite race for this weekend. Like he 
I'll be honest, I, I'm saying it, I'm broken record now saying it, but I'm sure Helmut Marco and Christian Horner are thinking, we got to get someone else in next season. Like, mm-hmm. he's just not on it in, in the slightest. I mean, I know we started from the pit lane today. Um, I, I can't, I, does anyone know what, what actually was the reason for that? Actually, I kind of missed that. It was a power unit. Power unit. So, okay, so not his fault. So he started from the from the pit lane today. Um, but if you look at, like, George Russell um, at one point ended up at the back of the pack today and made his way up. Um, Perez obviously starting from the pit lane, but didn't really kind of, you know, he was pushing up through the pack, but kind of once he got to that middle of the pack, kind of he wasn't really pushing hard enough to get through it. Uh, well, he was obviously pushing hard enough that he was getting the the five second penalties. I mean, he was collecting those things like he was fucking trying to fill out a World Cup fucking sticker album. <laughs> like, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, and the worst thing was he got lapped by Verstappen. Like, I mean, Jesus, like you know, if you're getting lapped by your teammate, that is absolutely shocking. Like mm. in any circumstance. So I'll be honest. Yeah, said it before. Say it again. I I like. Perez, I thought he was a great driver uh, when he was at Force India. Um, and I think, though, now it's time for him to find a drive elsewhere and Red Bull to, I don't know who they bring in, but they have to bring in someone else. Like, it's no, there's no point in running the risk next season um, that a potential like a McLaren or Mercedes don't kind of come with a, a more competitive car and you're left with Verstappen basically just having to, to carry the whole team like can't can't run that risk are we looking at uh, a red bull possibly the, the same scenario that mercedes had a few years ago where you had bottas and hamilton although bottas is a great driver when he found himself down the grid a little bit he often found it very very hard to get past anyone That's and right, hamilton yeah. was left out the front fending for himself they looked for someone new, someone young, an exciting driver to come through and help Hamilton, although it didn't really hasn't really fully worked out yet, even though they're they're doing quite well this season. Um do do Red Bull look at that the, the exact same way and say, look, we we've got to bring in some someone young, someone new. They won't go with like I they won't go with a rookie again, um, mm. or someone unexperienced. I'll be honest, I, I someone will fucking shoot me for saying it. I wouldn't be surprised if they try and force a move for Daniel Ricciardo. Oh, I know Daniel Ricciardo's got the drive for Alpha Tauri for next season, but I mean, I'm pretty sure Red Bull can veto that in some shape or form. Um, It would mean that they've got an experience, but I mean, that's a bit of an unknown as well. I mean, Daniel Ricciardo has been out vast majority this season since he's come back. You know, he's only done what three, did he do three races this season, two races, Mm -hmm. something like that. So, they don't know really what he's capable of. So, I mean, that's a bit of an unknown. Uh, Lawson's probably more of a, a known uh, quantity as than, than Daniel Ricciardo is. So, um, but I don't know. I, 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 whatever they decide to do, I, it has to be a move away from Perez. I don't think, I, I, yeah. if I was them, I wouldn't run the risk going into 2024 season. with When, when you start seeing teams like McLaren making such strides in development that they've been doing, I mean, they've come from the back of the grid to the front of the grid in the mm. space of a few races, like in the space of what, maybe six, seven races, something like that, maybe eight races. Yeah. Um, so uh, that surely is going to be a bit of a concern for them next season and having Max just carry the, the team uh, on his own. Um, yeah, that's, that's too much of a risk. Yeah. And uh, Cedro, the, the string of, of five-second penalties that um, Perez had today for track limits, again, we're looking at Verstappen has the same machine that Perez does, but the quality just wasn't wasn't there from Perez today, was it? No, and it just, it's not, it's nothing new. Perez for the last couple uh, races, it's been worse and worse, very, very far away from what we... From what we've seen at the beginning of the race of the season, actually, that we'd see Verstappen and uh, Perez one to one to to one, and now it's we we feel a surprise if Perez can make it to the end of the race. Yeah. And today, I think it was just another. If if Red Bull needs another proof that they need to find another driver, 
today was just another example that Paris is a good driver, but if Red Bull wants to have a better 2024 season, they need to find a replace. Yeah. Even if it's Ricardo and uh, Afatari to bring Kip Lawson and do uh, Yuki and Lawson and have Red Bull with uh, Max and Danny Ricardo. Yeah, yeah. I, we could speculate all day as to as to who would sit in that seat, but I, I think we can probably tie a little bow on that uh, that conversation unless uh, Sergio Perez does something phenomenal in the next uh, next few weeks. Um, Oscar Piastri, ladies and gentlemen, um, I'm going to do my best uh, Andy Gray accent. Take a bow, son. Take a bow. <laughs> um, uh, a near flawless weekend for the rookie and uh, gave his mother good reason to miss that Pilates class this week. Um, quali was excellent, sprint race, albeit helped by the, the tyres. Then again, today uh, had the pace and ability to hold off Lando and secure a lovely win and a podium um, over the two days. Uh, Dave, give me your thoughts uh, on the young Aussie. He's class, isn't he? Mm. Um, I mean, he's been... It's... Uh... Like, other than probably the last kind of great kind of rookie season we've seen was, and obviously it would have been better than Piastri's at the moment, but was probably Lewis Hamilton's rookie season. But since then, I, I, can't, I can't quite, I was trying to remember any rookies that have actually kind of consistently got podiums and um, put in performances that Piastri has. And if anybody has one or can think of one, please let me know because I, I couldn't, I couldn't find one outside of Lewis Hamilton. But mm. um, the, yeah, he's absolutely class. Like, and I think, uh, I think it, uh, McLaren are kind of thinking that was well worth the, uh, that fight with uh, Alpine to, to yeah. get him over to, to their side um oh i think they've got a great driver pairing now going in for next season like you know get piastri bedded in now this season ready for next season when they've got the car developed i mean they are going to have a fucking savage team and then even today like when they were uh in the race today like you said i thought there when when lando wanted to overtake piastri and he's saying oh what are we doing here like i've got you know i'm, I'm a little bit quicker and he was kind of given a bit of a it was like a, a bit of a jokey kind of radio call like a bit of a cheeky one uh but then and i thought okay yeah he does look like he's quicker but then uh then when Pia when the, the gap started dropping off i thought that was because lando had been told to hold station uh because it went from he was kind of close within drs and then it sort of dropped back to two seconds and then it turned out that piastri had actually put his foot down and was actually uh you know speeding up so he, he he clearly had the pace there on lando it wasn't just lando had to sit back and hold station because for team orders uh mm. it was clear he had the, had the pace today um and i mean largely i mean like i said other than the the, the way the pit stops were working like it kind of threw uh you know it kind of made it, at some points it kind of made it look a little bit worse than it was. He was further back, he was further forward. Like you know, it was kind of it threw things a little bit out of sync for a while. But it was clear he had he had it well covered today, so he did. Yeah, and Dave, there were, there was a little issue with the uh, the interview and um, knowing his actual position when he finished. Was that oh, yesterday? Yeah. That was brilliant, wasn't it? And I I just thought it was funny because it was such a it was like a comedy sketch show or something like that. They were interview no what was it they they it was Lando that was supposed to be interviewed I think it was Lando that was supposed to be interviewed and then he walks off and then they got Piastri in and then Naomi Shiv kind of goes oh uh we just got word that it's a five second penalty for you as well so you're not actually P3 either <laughs> and I thought that when I was watching I was kind of like oh, I think she's made a mistake I think she thought that was the one for Lando who's now been knocked back to six. I don't think she realized it was Piastri. And then everyone was kind of like, Who, who's, two, who's P2? Who's P3? What's going on? And having to say to Lando or to Piastri that he was now, he wasn't P3 and he just turns around and says something like, uh, oh yeah, thanks for that. Like, as if like, you know, you've just wasted my time here. Like, <laughs> it's brilliant. I thought that was funny. Love that. All right, Isidro, Lando Norris, uh, on the other hand, while performing excellently again, uh, ultimately couldn't get the, the better of Oscar Piastri today. And uh, although, although Dave alluded to it earlier on, he cut a bit of a, a confused figure when asked to hold position um, near the end of the race. Ultimately, Lando, do be, he is a team player, but do you think he'll be a little bit frustrated coming away from the, the weekend? Uh, no, I don't think he has uh, any, any reason to, be, to feel that. Overall, it was a very good weekend for McLaren at the end of the day. 
that's why it counts because uh, th there's no much difference on the on the on the drivers. I mean, he is seven at the moment. He might reach Leclerc next week or in two weeks' time, but uh, that's it. I think the, they should be starting to think about the 2024 and how Norris and Piastri work as a team. And if they keep the same, uh, the same, the same teamwork they've been do they've been having so far, I think they they will be a serious contender for the championship next year. And Norris is definitely a big part of it. Yeah, For, from a selfish point of view, Dave, is there not a little part of Lando that will be looking at Piastri's sprint? And even though it's a sprint race win, it's still a win. Um, and Lando has not achieved that yet. Oh yeah, he'd be, of course. I mean, especially as he's a the rookie driver and the so-called number two. Of course, he's going to be. But that's, I don't know. They seem to have a good, friendly relationship at the moment. So I think that's good. Whilst that lasts, um, I mean, that will all change if they do have a title-contending car next year. That friendship will probably be tested to the limits. But um, mm. for now, though, I think it's good, good rivalry, and they'll, uh, you know, they'll obviously both want to outdo each other. So I still think Lando would be the the more favoured dr driver there, more experienced. But um, but I think as well. The uh, when people are kind of saying, you know, the way they're saying at the moment, like McLaren, sort of, uh, you know, in the in the constructors' championship, they're saying, oh, they're going to soon, uh, they'll, they, you know, they're battling basically with Aston Martin. Mm -hmm. They're saying, oh, the 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 rivalries that are there in the constructors is, you know, McLaren and Aston Martin, and then Ferrari and Mercedes. Yeah, I was like, I was kind of thinking of that. I was like, I think McLaren will breeze by Aston Martin this season, and I'll be honest, I think they could. By the end of the season, they could be getting close to Ferrari as well if Ferrari don't kind of snap out of it. Mm. Um, I mean, if if McLaren keep getting two P, you know, P two and P three, no reason why they can't overtake Ferrari and the constructors by the end of the season. Yeah. So McLaren currently on what two two nineteen and Ferrari on two ninety eight. So not a lot of points in the difference with a few second and third places for McLaren. Exactly. Like. And and Clown College coming back into uh, into session possibly for for Ferrari. And I would imagine Aston Martin or sorry, I would imagine Austin coming up now is going to be a track that will favour these lads as well. Like so, hmm. um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see another one two or another two three from. Uh, you know the way we're kind of going to say. I'm not. So, I wouldn't be surprised to see a two three from uh, McLaren. Obviously, Verstappen being the number one, <laughs> and obviously Perez not even in the conversation. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But we've we've just been conditioned now. It's Pavlov's dogs. We've been conditioned to to like Verstappen's just first. That's just the yeah. way it is. That's the uh, end of the story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and we've been saying it a few times. It's like we're just waiting for Verstappen to get over the line, so the season can actually start and we can see who's competing with who and what where the real title race is. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it does. It starts. It starts next weekend in in America of all places. Um, but let's move on, lads. Let's get to, to Mercedes. This was an interesting little uh, back and forth today. Um, we'll start with, with George Russell, and the, the, the luck was nowhere near him today. Um, he'll feel, I'd say he'll feel extremely hard done by because it really seemed that his Mercedes had the pace to, to grab P2 today, Dave, did it? Yeah, I think so. Um yeah, I, I would I would have thought so. That I mean, he, he judging by the speed that he came through the pack con continuously after every pit stop, he was making his way up quite quite aggressively. Mm. Um, I think yeah, I think easily he had a podium on anyway. But I mean, P four was still a hell of an achievement from fin you know uh, you know being uh, what P eighteen or whatever at the end of the first lap or whatever yeah. it was. So I think. Uh, yeah, as much as uh, yeah, he was hard done by at the start. I'll be honest, like I mean, even if he took Verstappen at the start, I don't think he would have held that position. Um, so yeah, it was it was a good recovery drive from him. Uh, hard done by from the start. But I mean, look, we'll get in. I'm sure that'll be your next question is about the uh, the incident at the start. So, but uh, the drive from the back, I think he's uh, he'd be definitely who got uh, I would we talk about drive of the day at the end anyway. So, but yeah, uh, yeah, good drive, really good drive. Yeah, um, and and speaking of of that turn one instant uh, incident, uh, both drivers P 
pinned the blame at the time squarely at each other's feet with George citing sandwiches and Lewis saying that he got taken out by his own man. Uh, but in the light of day, Hamilton turned around and, and took the blame for the incident. Um, Isidro, shades of uh, Hamilton Rosberg uh, in this incident or uh, was a little less than that? Yeah, we can say that, that, that there was uh, there was some uh, Hamilton Rosberg uh, feeling at the time, but uh, as Hamilton said, my fault. Sorry, mate. I think that was a difference yeah. back in the day between Rosberg and Hamilton. I don't think Hamilton would be so quick to say, "Oh, it's my fault." Sorry about that. But uh, it was uh, there was nothing that Hamilton could say other than. It's my fault. I'm sorry, and I'm uh, surprised to see Russell to come back from the P18 and finish before after all that. Yeah, um, yeah, Dave, go on. Do you know one thing I thought was fun or that was strange about uh, Russell's drive on lap 51 or whatever? He came in for soft tires, <clears throat> and he was about he was going to come out about 12, 13 seconds or something like that behind, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, behind uh, Lando Norris, and I thought. I was like, oh, soft tires now. Go fucking gangbusters on these, and he'll catch them by. He might, he, you know, he might get two seconds a lap. I mean, whether he took Norris or not, I thought he'd kind of get up to the back of the the McLarens. But he went backwards. Like he came out on a set of, I don't know, a couple of lap old uh, soft tires, like maybe two, three lap old soft tires, and he was losing. Like I think he lost like a second a lap or something, but but uh, maybe more, maybe one and a half seconds a lap by the end of the race. And the commentators are kind of saying that, oh, well, he's trying to, looks like he's trying to preserve his tires um, to fend off Charles Leclerc towards the end of the race. But it didn't even look like that. It looked like he was falling more into the clutches of Leclerc behind. And that says to me, like, if he went out on three lap old tires, surely you would have been able to, you would have assumed he could have gone flat out for six laps, five, six laps. Um, and, and, you know, okay, even if he wasn't going to catch the McLaren, certainly put a buffer enough of a buffer behind between him and Lando or him and uh, Charles mm. that it wasn't going to be a concern come the last sort of laps when his tires completely fall off the cliff. Yeah. But it was weird. He just came out and just instantly, like, it wasn't even like he gave it a go for the first lap of on his out lap or anything like that. He just instantly went from, he came out and he was 15 seconds behind on the out lap. And then I think by the end of the second lap out, he was like 19 seconds behind or something like that. So yeah, I, I'd be, interested to know what happened there it was really weird was there maybe maybe it's like fatigue or something coming into play because there's a lot of players a lot of yeah players, i mean a lot of drivers today affected yeah it's possible i mean he was one of the drivers that was constantly being seen trying to you know with his visor open trying to get air in and uh with his hands up above the cockpit trying to get uh you know sort of air down you know funneling the air down and stuff like that so mm. yeah could be could be just kind of came in for the last pit stop and just fucking yeah fatigue hit all in one go and he just he was drained he just thought yeah let's just let's just keep this on the on the racetrack and get it to the end yeah very possible very possible a brief little jump into that Dave while while we're talking about it um Ocon and uh, Sergeant maybe that were the other two that were affected by that today I think a lot of them were so yeah there's a bit of a debate now I think the drivers are calling for um you know. Well, they've raised safety concerns about the, the 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 race being held, sort of when it did, um, and I I don't think it's necessarily when the race was held because of the heat. It was the fact that it was the heat accompanied by the eighteen laps, which meant that they were you know the eighteen lap pit stops, which meant like Piastri said they were doing basically fifty seven qualifying laps, which they've never you know they don't do, yeah. um, so they weren't able to kind of take a breather uh, throughout the race. So as a result, Logan Sargent, who was apparently recovering from a stomach bug that he had previously, but, uh, you know, obviously hadn't fully recovered, went out and then dehydration set in and he was, you know, sick enough that he had to retire and um, was obviously a bit, I think it was more so than he, that he wasn't just that he was feeling sick, that he was going to puke. I think it was more so that he was sick, fatigued and ready to pass out. Like, so I think that was just a safety concern. But Alcon was saying then that he ended up puking in his helmet on lap 15 um, so he drove the rest of the lap with a helmet full of vomit. Gross. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is horrific. So, so I get it. Like, there's, uh, so I know they're they're saying that you know there's safety concerns and they've raised the the, the questions and stuff like that. But um, 
I think it was just a bit of a perfect storm that there was the heat, the 18 laps that they didn't know about the tires and the, you know, like 57 qualifying laps. So, but I think next year it's going to be held six weeks later, I think in the, right. in the calendar. So they reckon the temperatures are be a little bit lower. Um, so instead of being 40 degrees, they might be 39 degrees or something. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's strange. I haven't seen that since, um, trying to think now i remember seeing lewis hamilton in one of uh i think it was i want to say it was a race and you know it was the the austin race or circuit or the was a circuit of the americas or whatever it's called um i think wasn't it that race lewis hamilton do you remember he was like he was on the the podium and it was almost like people had to nearly hold him up he was ready to faint do you remember that uh, i'm trying to think when that was was that brazil no was it oh, was brazil? it brazil I can't remember, but that but that's the last time now I've seen a driver to that extent. And now I know back going back into the like you know when I started watching Formula One first in the eighties and stuff like that it was a bit more common. Drivers used to get out of the cockpits and they just you used to collapse like you know it was. Uh, but uh, in was recent that, years, it's not. Was that hmm? sorry to cut across you there? Was that to do with the porpoise and thing? No. Uh, that... no, no, that was, uh, but yeah, there, there was issues with that, but no, that wasn't that there was a, no. it was one of his world championship winning drives, uh, you know, oh, one right. of his okay. seasons where he won the world championship and he was, uh, yeah, he was absolutely exhausted. Like, and I thought he was kind of, I yeah. know, I just, it was at that time when Lewis was kind of, he was a bit dramatic, like, you know, yeah. and he was, uh, and I kind of, it did kind of appear that he was trying to, I don't know, you just, I always felt like he was trying to mimic drivers from the past you know yeah yeah, yeah. and give something more to his title winning year seasons and stuff like that but i mean in hindsight like it wasn't like he was actually you know just run off his feet like so um so yeah i uh, haven't seen that recently so because i mean they do tend to take a little bit more care so it was unusual that this kind of sort of these events were able to transpire and cause these kind of uh incidences with the drivers but <clears throat> Look, at the end of the day, everyone survived, um, and uh, we go on to Austin. Interestingly enough, they they allowed Michael Massey to uh, organise this event uh, this weekend. Did you realise that? I did, yeah, yeah, from his <laughs> cubicle. <laughs> With his after crayons. He finished, after he finished cleaning it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well, we'll just take a little look down, down, <laughs> Ma- down the... They handed Michael Massey Ocon's helmet. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just get your cleaning your cleaning cloths out there, Michael. <laughs> oh, poor old Michael. Um, yeah, let's let's have a look down the grid. I was I was going to ask a question about Charles Leclerc. Um, when I was researching, um, I had the word meh. Um, he started fifth. He was fifth, I think, in in qualifying. He was fifth in the sprint shootout, maybe as well. And he finished fifth today. Bit of a non-event, really, for um for Charles, maybe Isidro. <laughs> Yeah, he. I don't. I couldn't. He was transparent in this uh, this weekend. Basically, there was nothing uh, nothing extraordinary happening for him. I think signs was more in the limelight, especially because he was missing today due mm. to issues in the car. But overall, I don't. I don't think there was uh, anything to say about Leclerc. Like I say, meh. It was basically <laughs> meh. It sum up his weekend. He, he didn't get sick in his helmet. I think that's the only the news from uh, Ferrari. Um, Dave, tell me about uh, Carlos Sainz. He had a, had a fuel leak before the race, or yesterday, was it? Uh, no, today, yeah. Uh, the, the, the fuel systems, yeah, and they didn't, uh, they weren't able to resolve it in time for the race. So that was just a bit unfortunate for him. So, but to be fair, I think. Carlos Sainz's race was more exciting than Charles Leclerc's race. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he was on great crack watching on there, wasn't he? Um, Sainz qualifying then. Where did he qualify, actually? Um, um, P12. P12. Okay, so, the, the you know, there was going to be a battle there to, to make his way through the grid anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, I don't know, Carlos Sainz just seems to be on, on form a little bit. Like, you know, I would have yeah. I would have fancied something from him. Uh, so it was a bit unfortunate. Plus, he's in my uh, F1 fantasy team. So it was kind of a bit gutted that he <laughs> went out. Like, um, uh, yes, but, go on, Cedro. Uh, just one thing. Because Sainz was not in the grid, uh, Ulkenberg got a 10-second penalty for uh, wrong position oh. in the grid. 
Yes, that was interesting. <laughs> he was just so used to driving up behind the driver in front of him that he just took Sainz's place. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He was not a happy bunny today, uh, Nico Hulkenberg. What was, there was a code that was given to him over the radio and he was not happy about getting that code. Do you remember, Dave, what that what that was? Oh. Strat. Uh, no, it was like, uh, what was it like? It was like, it wasn't like, it wasn't Move 10. It was like Move 10 or something like that. Move yeah. 10 something six or something i can't remember what it was but i think i think even didn't hulkenberg respond with what the hell's that yeah <laughs> or something like that um yeah that was interesting to hear he was very pissed off that was magnuson wasn't it um oh, was it magnuson was i it? think it was magnuson oh, yeah okay, actually right, rather, yeah, rather yeah. than hulkenberg but uh no we don't talk about Haas in this podcast let's get away from that no although um, uh has have a, a, a apparently a completely revamped car coming in uh austin oh great um, yeah, revamped to soundness, but yeah. Yeah, it'll still be black and bland, black and white and bland. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, Dave, uh, Alonso, Fernando Alonso today. Um, again, he he was having trouble controlling the car. He had a bit of a spin-off during the, during the race, but he complained at one stage that he, his bum was on fire. Um, did you find out anything about that? No, but that's not uncommon. Like I've heard that, like we've heard that a few times in races where the, you know, there's, I mean, there's so like, like, like say you're literally sitting on top of the engine. Like, I mean, it's yeah. not, you know, sometimes I, I don't know whether heat shielding can slip or um, sort of, you know, you know, sort of batteries and stuff like that can sort of heat up a little bit more than they maybe normally would given the heat of the, of, of Qatar. Um, so yeah, it's it's not uncommon that you've heard that, but I've heard it worse though. I mean, I've, you've literally heard. I um trying to think who it was, and it's in the, within the last few years. Um, and they ended up retiring. They ended up getting out of the car because that it was it was actually burning their arse. Um, <laughs> you know, I want to say it was like Alcon or someone like that. I can't quite remember now. Jeez, I'm useless. I don't know how people retain so much, you know, facts. Like, I, I, I can't rem remember every fucking race and every instance. There's people that are just going to go, oh, yeah, that was fucking X race in 2001. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but anyway, like, it, it's, it's, not, it's not uncommon. But, uh, yeah, it was, there was nothing they could do about it. I mean, you either retire the car, like, they can't give you anything to cool yourself down or, or shield you or soak you in water. Anything they do is going to wake the car more and make your, you're driving even more fucking uh, horrendous. So, um, yeah, you just have to deal with it. And it, I'll be honest, like, it obviously, you know, his ass is still intact. So I think it, it wasn't as bad maybe as it possibly could have been. Although, to be fair, if the rest of them were having such a horror show with the heat in Qatar, you know, there'd be nothing worse than having the heat in Qatar along with a radiator yeah, <laughs> sitting yeah, right in, underneath your, you. in your arse. Like. Um, they were talking on Sky Sports about possibly getting a bucket of water as he came into the pits and throwing it into the into the cockpit, but it yeah. didn't, didn't happen, didn't happen. But that's what they were saying. Like, I mean, that's, uh, they were saying, like, I mean, that's a, over a kilo of water or whatever it was going to be like, and it's gonna, that's going to be like a tenth, probably a tenth per lap or something like that. They threw that bucket of water. Although, to be fair, it probably would have evaporated by exactly. the time he left the pit lane. <laughs> yeah, before it even hit him. Um, yeah, exactly. uh, I want to have a brief little chat um, and see what your opinions are because I flopped, flopped. <laughs> I flip-flopped back and forth on this one um, throughout the season. For me, Lance Stroll started the season as a little bit of a hero. He broke his wrists and he came back and he had a great race. Um, and then he went back to being really boring again. Um, last season, I think I hated him. Um, <laughs> yeah. And now this season, he's very squarely this week gone back into the hate camp. Um, the issue with walking into the garage and pushing his personal trainer out of the way gives off the uh, daddy owns this company vibes, doesn't it really? Yeah, it was a bit of that, wasn't there? Like, it's mm. a bit of a, yeah. This is my party. This is yeah. my party. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a horrific season for him. Is there, well, firstly, is there, uh, is there a way out for him? Does he have a choice? Can he leave if he wants to? Um, should he leave? Do you know, it depends whether he's able to prove whether this is genuinely just a driver car pairing that's not working or oh. whether he's just off the boil completely. Because um, if he's, if it, if it is a case that the the team can see do you know what this car just does not suit him um 
and it doesn't suit his driving style. He's not getting used to the balance of the car, as Lance Stroll has kind of indicated or or, or um, leaned towards. Then maybe they'll kind of say, "Look, we've seen him perform in the past. We know he's able to deliver, um, so we'll give him another shot next season." Which would make sense if they have that those facts. But I mean, from what we see as fans and from the uh, TV coverage that we see, all we can say is like it doesn't look good. Like I mean, you like how? Like, why would you? And like the frustration. Like I mean, the shoving his personal trainer. I mean, I. I that I don't even know what that's about. I mean, that's a bit weird. Like, I mean, if if someone's your personal trainer, you you have a fairly close uh, bond with that person. Like, you know, you'd have a fairly friendship level uh, relationship. I mean, you only have to look at like Lewis Hamilton with um, what's what's her name, Angela? Is it Angela yeah. something? Was it Angela? Yeah. Um, and uh, like, it was a very it's a very close relationship. Like, and um. So to just go, you know, to get out of the car in a strop because you've gone out of qualifying, guy followed him and then he just shoves him. Like, I mean, unless the guy has said something like, out again, stroll. (laughs) 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 No, like, unless he said something smart to him, why would you shove him? Like, you know, like, fucking hell. We've only put the kettle on, lads. Hasn't even boiled yet. Uh, I would, I would love to actually hear what what he did say to him to yeah. to warrant that shove. Um, it was very. But I'd imagine you'd imagine he didn't say anything. You'd imagine he yep. just kind of asked, "Do you need anything or something?" You know, like it's a person. He's, that's what he's there to do. Like you know, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But uh, sorry, just all these other jokes just popped into my head. Never <laughs> what he could have possibly have said yeah. to him. Vet them first before you actually say them out loud. Yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. The the, uh, the other thing that that was uh, brought to everyone's attention was the the interview. Then I think very close after all of that happened, where oh, yeah. was it was it Sky or maybe the the no, Dutch? No, it wasn't. It was some Zigo Zibo. Oh, I don't know. I sounded like almost. I, I think maybe it was in an Australian. Oh, possibly. Was it Australian one? I, um, I, yeah, I can't remember. But I, I thought it was Sky, but it, it, it obviously wasn't. Um, but it, it was one question, one answer, or one word answer, uh, oh, another was... question, and a swear word answer, and then the third one was just he just bailed. Yeah, and you know, I saw um some reports as well from the the the, the sort of the presser that he did, where um there was some you know the sort of the written journalists um were in asking questions, mm-hmm. and. The answers were sort of like they were just absolutely smart ass. Like, like so, so he was asked obviously about the shoving his personal trainer. Yeah, and he kind of says like, um, "Are you aware of kind of what's you know, or no? Kind of, are you aware of kind of what's happening around this and the sort of the the um, what was it the uh, the sort of the image that is being portrayed on social media that's being circulated around social media." And he's kind of like, oh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not paying attention to social media. I'm driving a car this weekend, aren't I? Like, mm. well, p- apparently not. You went out of Q, <laughs> you went out of Q one, like, yeah. but, um, like just that kind of smart ass shit, like, you know. And it's, I get, uh, deflecting from the the question because he doesn't want to answer why he pushed his personal trainer. Like, that's like basically saying, why are you a dickhead, Lance? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and then answering it, like, um. So, you know, I can understand deflecting from it, but he didn't just deflect. He just gave a fucking smart ass answer. Like, you know, um, so, yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah, get stuffed. Like, you know, I kind of I, I, I don't have time for that kind of stuff in drivers. I like a bit of arrogance. I know like I, I bitch and moan about drivers that are a bit arrogant and stuff like that. Um, and I understand sometimes they get a bit uh, they have enough uh, of the media and stuff like that. So they get a bit short. So uh, you don't mind that. But. This has this just stinks of spoiled, like you say, daddy owns the company, um, spoiled brat. I can, you know, I yeah, just again, it was like someone you you like seeing a, a rich kid at their birthday party and just you know someone's looking at their toys and they just fucking snatch it off them and run off with them, <laughs> you know, yeah, like it's just yeah, like yeah. fuck's sake. Given out about the uh, the white Rolls Royce that they got because they wanted the black one or something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, Isidro, uh, Lance Stroll, are we getting rid of him or are we keeping him around? Are you in favour of Daddy's little boy or what's the story? I'm surprised that Stroll lasts as long as he did because they have a very good driver there, Dugovic, just waiting to sit on mm. the Strolls and just start making points. 
helping mm -hmm. Alonso because at the moment Alonso is the only one keeping Aston Martin afloat, keeping points. Stroll, he does nothing. Basically, if it's not his dad there, if it was any other team, Stroll would be out already. Yeah. Based on his behavior, based on his not driving. At least he doesn't crash the car as often as Sargent. But that's, true. that's the only silver lining, really. Yeah, Dave Cott. I just, I, I would say he's got as much as it makes no sense whatsoever. I reckon he'll be there next season. Yeah, he will. He will. Of course, yeah. he will. Um, just role play with me, Dave, for a second. If you are Lawrence Stroll and you're going to fire your own son, what way are you doing it? Is it a, a walk in the woods on a Sunday? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> I think it will be one of these. Um, I bought you a new house and a car in the driveway. Oh, Daddy, <laughs> thanks very much. By the way, you're fired. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only car you're driving next year, by the way. What? What? Right. And, you know, he'd be so arrogant that he'll turn up to the next race. Yeah, yeah. Right, ready to go, lads. <laughs> did, did, did no one tell you you were fired? <laughs> um, anyway, I, I, I think that kind of brings us to everything in the race. I want to briefly mention that Alex Albon led the race um, for a little while, and then it was taken back off him again. Uh, and ended up in, in P13. But uh, will we get on to our driver of the day? Yeah, driver of the day and loser of the day. All right, Cedro. Um, what, the stats um, from the race, you normally give us a nice little breakdown. The driver of the day, that it was the Oscar Piastri okay. with the end followed by Russell. And let me see if I have the numbers. Isidro frantically panicking and trying to get the numbers <laughs> that he doesn't have prepared. <laughs> nice. All right, let, let's just go with uh, We know it was Piastri that got driver of the day. Yeah, uh, yeah officially. It's okay. So, um, Dave, Isidro, if you fuck that up, then who is your driver of the day and loser of the day? Oh, no, we go, will we go driver of the day first for everybody and then loser of the day? Is that yeah. the way we do it? Yeah, yeah. All right, go on, Isidro. My driver of the day? Yeah. Piastri. Piastri. Controversial. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, mine's the same. It's Piastri. Has to be. My my driver today is George Russell. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I could see you giving that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was a fairly yeah. uninteresting one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I was either your your loser of the day. My loser of the day would be Hamilton. Yeah, that's yeah. the first turn, and that was the end of it. So. Yeah, as in he is a loser for trying to make that move. <laughs> and um, for everything, destroying the car, making a rookie move, just everything. Yeah, rookie move. Um, I'm going to give my loser of the day to uh, Ocon um, because he had to drive around so many laps with puke in his helmet. <laughs> not, not oh, that's nice. a good shout, actually. Yeah, in fairness, like <laughs> horrible. In that heat as well, it's boiling oh. in there be absolutely boven <laughs> yeah no not a hope gross all right i'm uh my loser of the day is uh the same as my uh driver of the day george russell <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great shout yeah that's He's, great uh, he, he had the opportunity i think of a podium and then uh he got sandwiched between his teammate and verstappen uh ended up at the back of the grid and then, uh, so yeah, he got loser of the day because I think it was more in it for him, but he got driver of the day because he went from the back of the grid to P4. And that's more that can be said for Sergio Perez. That's a great shout. Very, very good. Um, all right, Dave, we go predictions game. Uh, yeah, all right. Hang on, before we do, let's give a quick shout for the fancy. Let's see where we're at. Do we have anything to report on or are we all still fucking waiting? Um, I think there's some results in, but currently we still have... Uh, my feather at number one i am uh in number four my wife is in number seven um not that anyone who's uh knows who who that is but <laughs> uh Isidro, you are 17th you have moved up to 17th oh. <laughs> fucking hell lots nice, of man um and scotty i'm still scrolling i'm still scrolling, <laughs> I'm still scrolling. just keep swimming uh, you are in 22nd Cool. How many uh, out of how many out of interest? Uh, twenty-seven. Oh, oh grand! Oh, that's okay. Yeah, you're, you're, you've uh, you've a bit of a buffer of five uh, five uh, teams before you hit Deadly. rock bottom, so you still got time to get there. Five <laughs> five bots, uh, probably. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, um, all right, all right cool. so that's the fancy. Uh, we'll we'll post the uh, the the sort of the final updated results when um, these guys get their shit together and we publish our podcast. But until then, uh, you'll have to wait. And that's just from I think that's just including the sprint race and the qualifying. Cool. So right, without further ado, let's get on to our predictions game. Um, good God, this is a train wreck. Um, <laughs> So I went with, hang on a second, Jesus, let me get up the, where are we at here? Let me get up the results and stuff like that so we can do a little bit of comparisons. Oh, bollocks, sorry, I just seen something there. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, all right, so top three, mine was uh, Verstappen, P1, I got one for that. Norris, bollocks, P2, <clears throat> and Sainz didn't even get out of the grid, P3. Even, or didn't even worse. Eric. Now, I'm going to say that I'm fairly unlucky with this prediction because I got the top three, but I just got them in the wrong order. Um, I yeah. wouldn't say you were fairly unlucky. I mean, you <laughs> went for big air. Right? <laughs> I, I took a massive stab, and ultimately I regret putting uh, Verstappen in P2, but I went Norris P1, Verstappen P2, Piastri P3. So unlucky. Goose eggs all around. Fudge. The problem is, though, had you not put Norris P1, I'd say you probably still would have put Norris P2. Yeah, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I would have got one um, point just. But, well, then again, at least you would have got one point out of it. You got yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right. Uh, Zidro. Got Verstappen, Norris, and Hamilton. Alrighty, uh, So we got one point and two goose eggs. Everyone high on Norris last week. Uh, what? Everyone was high on Norris last week. Yeah, we're riding the train. Yeah. Um, the uh, <laughs> sorry, that this uh, no, never mind. <laughs> I won't touch that joke. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> Wise. So I went. Uh, my flop was uh, Piastri. So that was a success. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Um, I went for the uh, Alpine double DNF. Could have happened. Uh, yeah, Could have happened. Yeah. Just didn't this week. So nope. yeah. Um and a zero. I went with the uh, ace double DNF. Yeah, as that, that did not happen either. Just as likely though. Oh, I went for my surprise. I went for Perez outside the top ten. Yeah, fucking finished tenth. <laughs> Just to upset you. Just when you reminded me earlier, Azidro, <laughs> that I went with Perez outside the top ten, I was like, oh, class, he finished eleventh, didn't he? And then I just checked and I was like, shit, no, it was 10. Yeah, yeah. Um, I went for Joe outside the top 10, and he did. I think what? he finished what? P9, I think. No, no, no. P9. Oh, in, sorry, you know, you inside the top 10. 10. No, top t in the top 10. Yeah, 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 yeah. My bad, sorry. I thought I was doing my flop. Uh, uh, wait, hang on. He finished inside the top 10. For he, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get a point, yeah. What does it right. be? Yeehaw. A zero. Album top 10. <sighs> So, oh, that's unlucky. Yeah, that is. Um, he was having a great sharing race. the points this week. That is yep. one point a piece. So there is no changing in the table then. Uh, well, God damn it! We'll Had I put Verstappen P one, that would have been it. I would have won yeah. the point. Me and Azidro both on ten points at the top, and Scotty, you are now on seven. Yeah. You are. That is going to be some <laughs> fucking comeback if you make that for the end of the season. That's it. Full Kim Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. USA, Austin, Circuit of the Americas. Um, I keep saying Circuit of the Americas, and for some reason that sounds wrong, but I know it is. Hmm. Correct. Um, okay. I am going with, hang on, let me bring up my, uh, let me bring up my notes. What did I go with? Yeah. I've uh, I've gone for Stappen, of course. Um, I'm gonna ride the McLaren fucking bandwagon. I'm going Norris and Piastri P2 and P3. I just right. think this track will suit them. Interesting. Um, I'm gonna go somewhat similar. Um, I have Verstappen P1. I'm not making that mistake again. Um, I'm gonna go Norris P2, and I'm gonna go Russell P3. Bad, not bad. Yeah. Zedro, should I just type in Verstappen now or? Yeah. Yeah. Verstappen okay. first. <laughs> Science second. Piastri third. Science. Science. Ooh. Yeah. Lord. I think he'll be back for Americas. Yeah. 
Oops, I wrote flastery, not piastri. Oh, there you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, we do flops first. Okay. Uh, right. Uh, th my flop is <laughs> is uh, Daniel Ricardo <laughs> DNF on his <laughs> return. <laughs> that was mine too. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> there we go. Fill them in. Hey, what do you go with, Scotty? Um, I went for Guan Yu Zhou outside the top ten. Oh. For fuck's sake. That's I'm playing the rules, baby. That's the usual. The inside top ten is more. Yeah, this is the the, this is. <laughs> well, I mean, he got inside the top ten this week, so I know it's the rules. Like it's though. the rules, man. We need to review the. Who re I'm just we taking do about need, for next season. These rules are being locked down. There's going to be a rule book <laughs> that's going to be his fucking. What What is the rule book? Because he's shit. He doesn't get to yeah, be yeah. the rules. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of that in the rule book. <laughs> the rule doesn't apply to him because he's shite all the time. <laughs> the last time Joe was inside top ten was in Spain. I know. That's why it's so genius. Don't hate the player, Cedro. I mean, I don't have any argument against it because that is technically the rule, but it's just, unfortunately, our rules are so fucking loose and shit <laughs> that they're easily exploited. Yeah, yeah, it has to be done. All right. Um, Isidro, you went with... Ricardo DNF. Ricardo DNF. That's do why you... I was saying that Ricardo was back for Texas. Do you want Do you want to um, roll the dice on whether it's a... a, a um, Technical difficulty or a crash? Technical difficulty from the car or from the driver? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to keep it uh, open. can be anything. It's yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to get two points if you call it, whether it's a, a crash or a, uh, or a retirement. Oh, I'm I'm calling a crash. crash. So I'm, I'm saying that now. I'm calling a crash for mine because Scotty's put in a guaranteed fucking one point there, <laughs> and he's got a guaranteed one point for Verstappen. So he's getting two points next week. I can see it already. Yeah. So I need to I need to go big air on this one. So I'm going Daniel Ricciardo crash. You got to play the tactical, mm, baby. Yeah, I'll say that. You're going crash as well. Okay, we're going two points. I'm gonna I'm gonna freeze you out, Scotty. Fucking <laughs> um, nice. All right, I am going to... Oh, fuck, I'm regretting this. Um, oh, I'm regretting this, but I've written it down, so I'm going to go with that. I'm going Albon inside the top 10 as my surprise. Ooh. Oh, look at Isidro's face. <laughs> Are you copying my homework, Isidro? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scotty, who'd you go with? Perez Spaz. Uh, okay, I'm going for... Do not say Perez inside the top 10 or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wasn't going to, but... Uh, no, no, but yeah, you can't actually finish inside the top 10. Yeah, I'm not going to. Um, I'm going to actually go for uh, Danny Ricardo inside the top ten. It's a bit of a punt. Danny Ricardo. Yeah, because actually, when it, when it, when I was thinking of it, I was like, yeah, he's he's in a McLaren. You know, he's coming back from a. You know, no one knows. What he, then I was like, oh shit, he's not actually driving a McLaren. Yeah, I, I I'll, um, I'll give you that one. Yeah. Uh, I'm regretting it already. Your My surprise will be Perez DNF. Uh, oh, uh, what? Uh, is that not a flop? <laughs> I mean, technically, is a, f a flop, it, but I mean, it, it would be a surprise. As well. I don't. It would really be surprising. Be surprise. the, the surprise is meant to be something positive. It's not meant to be a negative. Kinda, yeah, yeah. It has to be a good result for someone, not a shitty result. Unless, unless you were kind of saying like a surprise, like fucking Perez's foot catches fire or something like that. Like, <laughs> that would be a surprise. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, be oh, like it either has to be. It, it, it technically it should be something positive, but if it's gonna be something <laughs> negative, it would want to be something fucking really fucking off the fucking prize. Yeah, both Williams to finish the race. Both Williams to finish the race. They usually always finish the race. Yeah. I know Sergeant fit didn't finish today, but he was going to pass out in the car. <laughs> you can't have that. You are really reaching today. Yeah, no, he's under. He's under pressure. Now. He's under pressure. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's about to. <laughs> he's about, he's about to fucking throw away this. All right. Yeah, he's he's just after no. going back to his original. I think. Yeah, I'll want up then. Going for the points. I thought, I thought you were going. Yeah, I thought you had a third one up your sleeve there. That we were going to veto. <laughs> <laughs> Furiously going through the rule book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. 
rifling through my used toilet paper for the roof. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, very good. Right. Well, that uh, sums up our uh, race review for the Qatar Grand Prix, which was a very interesting weekend indeed. And we will be back in two weeks' time for the Austin Grand Prix review. And uh, till then. Yeah.